0: okay i'm having this fangirl moment i'm so sorry i'm trying to you know like take it in and i'm trying to sort of you know um be very less fangirly because i'm like a like a like a so um yeah um hi everybody welcome to this podcast uh name nam is samreen if you've heard me if you've heard about me before you know you know what you need to do follow and today i have a very special guest Uh, my inspiration and I am like literally fangirling right now and that's none other than that Indian chick. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm not going to ask you about your real name because I saw your (laughs) hand four weeks back. So so, um, I think your identity as that Indian chick has is like an identity now so i i think people would want to know you more just as that indian chick by your real name so i think that is something that fits you so perfectly like i would never want to think about anybody else when i think of you know that indian chick so thank you and welcome to this podcast Uh, i'm so excited to have you here so Um, am i i'm
1: very very excited
0: so thank you so much for actually joining in um Tell us something about your journey. Like, was this, that Indian chick, a sudden, like, moment that struck you? Like, oh my God, I can be this. Or it was something that happened throughout the years.
1: So, um, I mean, you know, you you, you heard that saying, right? Monkey see, monkey do. Like, as human beings, we ape and imitate. Like, that's something that we do a lot regardless of. And all, all the content that you see out there is a copy of a copy. Every film, every character, every act, like, you know, everything has sort of been drawn from something. And uh, I remember that I I discovered YouTubers, the concept of YouTubers, I think when I was in 10th or 11th grade. Mm. And for a good year, I was just following like, you know, those British YouTubers like Alfie Dace and Zoella. Oh, same. And then you had Charlie the Cool-like. And then you had uh, Ryan Higa. You had um, uh, Jenna Marbles. I used to love. Jenna
0: same same I still love so, her
1: yeah and so I thought that okay they're doing this and I want to be popular so why not <laughs> so, that I just like this 18 year old girl or 17 no no yeah I was 17 and at 16 or 17 I decided that I want to do this and because I was too chicken shit to do it alone I sort of tried to force my younger cousin <laughs> to do this with me because he was that kid who I could just bully into like doing things he was three three years younger than me and I was just like you know what can we just start this channel because I really want to create content and that poor guy he had no freedom of choice at that point so we started this and we made like one or two videos and at that time we made our our channel name was the weirdos invade (laughs) I'm getting ptsd talking about
0: it so So then
1: uh (laughs) <laughs> and then because obviously my brother didn't care he sort of like stopped coming back coming to my house because he didn't want to make videos so I was like what is this straight what the hell we've got like a proper brand and every how can you just a brand brand that's not cool like what so then I was I decided to split up the company and I was like this is not we're like going our separate ways so <laughs> I chucked my cousin out and then I was like okay now that I'm solo there are no longer any weirdos that we're talking about it's just one weirdo so then I changed my channel name to, to That Indian Chick. There was no, I don't even know
0: how I came up with it. I just. So did you go through like, you know, um, some sort of like a prototype? Because I, you know, when, before I kept my, you know, Instagram as my own name, Samreen Kimani, I had a lot of prototypes. For example, I, I was watching Bob the Builder once. And then I came up with Sam the Writer you know, like Bob the Builder, Sam the Writer. So something, have you ever had some sort of a prototype, you know, like for example, maybe you had some weird other nicknames that you would have, you know, thought about before you came up with that Indian chick. No,
1: that Indian chick was literally, and you know, like the first thought should never be the thought that actually turns up on paper. Unfortunately for me, there was no other thought.
0: It was just my one brain cell came up with that Indian chick and it's been the same thing ever since. But like now, that Indian chick has become a brand. Like it's like... Wow, you know? I yeah, I mean, it's on its way. But yeah,
1: let's hope in the near future that
0: it does. But yeah. So apart from that Indian chick, uh, would you like to tell us something a little bit more about yourself? Like, I know that you're a screenwriter and you also do... Your movie reviews are the best. You know, that's something that I don't even have to talk about. It's it's Mm -hmm. simply the best. So would you like to tell us something about yourself apart from that Indian chick? So um, the thing
1: is that I am someone who has a very very low attention span and this is something I've not been able to cure and I personally feel it's not a problem and the the problem is that people expect people to you know improve their attention span or to build up their attention span or to sort of buck up and be okay as individuals once like one, one fine day and then start paying attention to everything and start excelling at something and start focusing and start concentrating and suddenly become like insane professionals but I'm sorry, like there are various personality types, some personality types, even if you don't have like a person, like an attention deficit disorder, which I do, but a lot of people don't, but they still find it difficult and I think that's completely okay. So thanks to my shit attention span, I have done so many things that like, I studied English literature for three years. Wow. And uh, before that, I was working in like some media, com- not media companies, I was working in social media while I was in college and uh, after that I decided to go uh, join this content creation companies and I just realized that all of that all these things kept changing right the things that I kept doing were always changing the one thing that stayed constant was the fact that I loved telling stories Mm. and that's something that I've always loved as a child and that's something that will never go away Mm. so I just needed to find myself a platform or a career path that would allow me to tell stories come what to And I stumbled upon cinema and even though I always loved cinema, I sort of didn't really think about pursuing a career in cinema. I did think about acting, but I don't think I'm very passionate about it as an individual. But I'm more passionate about storytelling. So the kind of rush that I got behind the camera, I cannot explain to you. I just, I don't think there's any feeling as good as being in the midst of a chaotic shoot. And that is something that occupies each and every, out of all three brain cells that I have, all three are working at
0: that point in time. So So, we have one brain cell or three uh, brain cells? (laughs) Because you mentioned one brain cell before and three brain cells now. So do we have one or three? One brain
1: cell (laughs) cell that came up with that and two more got added in the the next seven years. And
0: now I have three and a half. Where's the other half?
1: uh the other
0: half is uh, napping right now oh i wish i could meet them um so okay so i have been following your journey for quite a while now um and i've seen your videos on types in on shared cabs and types of people at the airport and i mean that is such a mood so how did you switch from you know that types of people to doing you know more of movie reviews how did that transition happen
1: Oh, uh, so initially, like you must have noticed that all my videos are more of like real life things. Mm. That something that I may have come across in my real life that must have pissed me off. And uh, I thought that, okay, this was my thing. And for some reason, I couldn't figure out, okay, why is this not, why is this not getting traction? Of course, one reason was that I was not very consistent at YouTubing at mm. all. Like I was, maybe I would put out a video every two months, sometimes every six months, mm. as and when I could. Um... But another reason was maybe that like... Because we're so used to these things, right? Every single day, we... Even if like the way I'm putting it is putting it across is funny... These things, we're so desensitized by... That we no longer find anything unique in it. That's so true. So I guess with movie reviews... The one thing that I noticed was... This was when I started film school. That was, I think, when I made my first review. Because I remember watching this trailer and thinking... How the hell are people not just agreeing to watch this not just making it a blockbuster but how the hell are people willing to put hundreds and thousands of dollars and shit like this when there is actual good content out there that is waiting to be made and i just couldn't process it and i went out there and I ranted about it and it i com- it blew my mind the th- the kind of response that got because i realized that all the movie critics and all of that they're so because they're so involved in the industry themselves they very very they find it very hard to call a spade a spade
0: Mm, and they'll
1: do it in very soft blows and you know I think what people liked about the fact that liked about my review was that I did not give a shit So, and which I really genuinely did not because I was like this is not going to affect me anyway the only way this is affecting me is that it's killing the one brain cell I have left in my head by if I go out and
0: watch that we cannot let that one man die we cannot let it die we cannot (laughs) Um, Speaking of like, I do not give a shit, I love your confidence, you know, the way you come in front of the camera is just, you know, like some people have that kind of a strong camera presence. So, I wanted to know, you know, even as a content creator, I wanted to know what is the secret to your confidence? How do you, like, for example, when you're talking, like, you know, when you're not in front of a camera, when you're in front of friends or people who, you know, you're very comfortable with, you know, but When you're in front of a camera, you know, there are certain you are not in front of a person, you know. So how do you have that confidence? I'm very
1: confident on camera.
0: I freak out, like, I am shivering whenever I come in front of camera. It like it, generally. Like, I freak out, like, I have to, like, literally sing or dance right before, you know, I come even if it's fiction. And if it's non-fiction, then I'm gone for good. So I wanted to know, how do you have that, you know, confidence in when you just come in front? Is it just naturally or is it something that you've built? No, over years. I don't think
1: there's anything natural that we're born with. It is something. It is okay. Some people are. Some people may be natural, but I think they're also like it's about honing a craft, right? And Mm. everything is like there's talent versus skill. So Mm. you may be born with a talent, or you may like hone that talent because of the environment that you're around, and. Once you hone it, you can make it a skill. A lot of people are not born with something. I don't think I was born a great, uh, you know, to be very confident in front of the camera because I want you to go, I genuinely want you to go after this and I want you to watch my first video that is available on my YouTube channel.
0: So are we expecting a reaction video? It with
1: my, uh, but the only difference is that for seven years, I have been consistently doing this. Hmm. and consistently finding a way to be in front of an audience somehow. When I was not YouTubing, I was performing in front of like thousands of people in college. When I was not doing that, I was in film school. When I was not in that, I was working for a company where I had to make up to six videos in a, a day where I had to be in those videos. So I sort of made it a point to be around a camera come what may and I think that is what made me so comfortable around it.
0: Uh, okay, so um, like you mentioned, um, and we all know that you're a screenwriter. And there's something really interesting happening sometime soon. Um, I'm not going to mention that. Why don't you tell us about it? i tell you about
1: what? <laughs> about something... i was really
0: scared. No. <laughs> something interesting. Your, your uh, screenwriting workshop. Oh, yes. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so dumb. You cannot believe how dumb
0: I am. Um, no, like... Thank you for inviting No, no me I'm too, sorry. Um, I kind I of should have been a little bit more clear about this. But like... You know, um, it's it's an interesting thing. Like a lot of us would like to learn, you know, about screenwriting. So why don't you just, you know, mention about your workshop over here? Your-
1: so it's more of a humor writing workshop because um, I've just started out as a screenwriter. It's been maybe uh, two, three years, and uh, but humor writing I've been doing for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So the screenwriter the the humor writing workshop, what it does is is is, is that a, because a lot of content creators, you know, one thing that I feel that they all struggle with regardless of whether they admit it or not, is that finding their voice. Hmm. Uh, what is it that will distinguish them from other creators? What is it that will not only attract new audience to their channel, but make them stay? How do you make that audience stay? Because, okay, you make four viral videos and you will get that audience. Or if you True. have one of your videos featured on like a very famous platform and you'll get that audience. How do you make that audience stay? How do you keep them engaged and hooked onto your content? How do you build a brand? And that is what my workshop is about. So it sort of helps you who. To- figure out what your voice is, to hone that voice and how to use that voice in various forms of content because at the end of the day, I don't think that I'm going to be doing movie reviews for the next five years. I may obviously change, change, switch up content, I will get into new things but the one thing that will stay constant is my voice because that is what people find interesting and that is what people are here for. So, then I obviously, I get into detail about fiction writing and non-fiction writing and very like, very film school level detail. So, it's not something that, you know, I've just picked up or whatever. It's basically seven years of work that I've done on my own writing skills, the things that I've picked up in film school, things that i picked up in um, undergrad. So, uh, basically just like everything that has helped me uh, build my brand and how I, with those tips and tricks, how I can help you build yours.
0: Uh so I, we're actually I'm actually really really excited for this uh, workshop, and I and I'm hoping 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 that you know you have not just one but like many more workshops to come because honestly I am also um an aspiring filmmaker. Uh, I haven't I my I'm doing journalism and mass communications right now, but you know oh, the okay. thing is I figured out a little bit late you know in my um college time that I wasn't made for media but I was all into film so. You know, for somebody who has come from a media background to switch to film has been a little, you know, difficult. So I think this workshop would be great. Um, Let's move a little bit away from work and content and uh, let's talk about you. Um, Tell us, do you have any phobias or, you know, anything that is, you know... Like I have a phobia. Wow. Like <laughs>
1: therapy was scheduled
0: for Saturday, but <laughs> <while laughs> sent free board. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can cut this out <laughs> if you want me to. But uh, like I have a phobia of balloons. If I'm around balloons, I will freak out. You have a phobia of balloons. Yeah, I can't. Like I, ha- I was traumatized as a child. Like I was traumatized as a child. So I, I, I have never. have a
1: phobia of pregnant women.
0: Oh, no, you're kidding me, right? And I think
1: that's the weirdest shit ever. I've never heard of this. But she says that she genuinely is petrified of pregnant
0: women. Oh, my God. Like, I have never attended a birthday party. Never in my life. Unless they're willing to compromise their balloons for me, which never happens, you know, which never happens. Um, I, yeah, like, I've never been to a birthday party. So, happy birthday to me. So do you have um, such phobias I'm, or anything like that?
1: I am mortifyingly afraid of the dark. Whoa. I'm very, very afraid of the dark to the point where I still can't sleep in my dorm. I can't. Wow. I have to open. Ha- and it pisses the shit out of my brother because he's just like, oh my God, you're letting the air out and you're just like, oh, oh. but I, I am embarrassingly afraid. I'm a grown-ass woman but yeah i'm i'm afraid of the dark and yeah i think that's the only thing that is like a crippling fear and i, I still from my my kitchen to my door is like 10 steps okay i still make a run for it at night I'm not
0: joking. Do <laughs> Are we expecting a video on that anytime soon? Maybe something like in the dark? Fear or of
1: something? the dark. Not fear, <laughs> not fear of, the, of dark,
0: the dark, but like a lot of like, like... Even though I'm not that scared of the dark, like the night time when I have to run to my fridge to get water, I'm actually running as if somebody's running behind me. So, yeah. you know, that's such a... Fun thing I to actually talk my about. My
1: brain is just a traitor because I'll be <laughs> chilling, okay? At night I'll be chilling, and suddenly I'll get this thought of What if someone's just looking at you like right now? I'm just like I had no reason to do that to myself. I had absolutely
0: no reason to think that. Like I would like you know I feel like your brain is very interesting. I would want to have like one another interview session separately with your brain cells and your brain. Like wow, so interesting. <laughs> Okay, Trust so me, since...
1: it's uh, not fun to live in it's just fun to observe it's like a scientific experiment
0: but that, I think I feel like that would be such a okay <sighs> my mind is free my mind is froze like I was gonna say something and my mind just froze it's Fantastic. okay. I do that all the time. Yeah, like, and then you know when you remember this, you'll remember this three years later when you're chilling, and
1: then you're <laughs> gonna be like, "Hey, remember that interview with that Indian chick where you froze for five seconds, and how embarrassing that was? Imagine what she must be thinking about you right now." And then you'll just be like, "What
0: the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like a lot of us go through this. Like, okay, for example, now this interview happens. Okay, now uh, after this, I'm gonna sit and edit, and. Um, I will just look at the clips and I'm going to be like, oh my God, what did I say? Did she get offended? Was she looking offended? I will zoom into your face and I will just make sure that your expressions don't show that you're offended. And if I, if, if in all possibilities, if I feel like I've offended you in any way, I will come and apologize to you. I'm going to be like, listen, I'm going to sacrifice the world for you, but please forgive me because I didn't mean to say anything to you until I don't do that. I swear on God, I will not get steep. It, it's 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 a thing like I will and every time I go meet somebody the first thing I will not say thank you I will be like listen I'm sorry I'm just sorry for my I existence i
1: meeting new people I just avoid it I avoid new people and strangers like the plague I I'm so morbidly shy it's not funny like I'm the most I don't know I think I have crippling shyness I I just get awkward and I get blank and then or maybe and the thing is the problem is that I'm shy but I have a resting bitch face. So people can't see that I'm shy and awkward. People see this person who's just glaring at everyone and thinks that okay, th- that person is obviously judging all of us. I'm not judging everyone. I'm afraid they will judge me. <laughs> and I'm just like standing there and I don't know what to do with my face. Yeah, so but you have like a very... They arrange themselves into like a resting bitch
0: face. You have like a very approachable aura. So if if you and I were in a party, I'd definitely come up to you and probably be like, hi, my name is Samina. It's not getting very comfortable also. I don't... I've heard that for the first time in my life. You I are kidding you know. me. You are kidding me, right?
1: I have... I have never been told I'm approachable because all of my friends, all of like my new friends and all of the people that I have went to college with, they were just mortifyingly afraid of just, they weren't, they were afraid to come to talk to me because they're like, you know, you just look like you'll just say something or that if, even if we say something, even if we think something stupid, you'll yell at us.
0: Really? And I was just
1: like, I no, I'm not like that.
0: Because like, you know, in the beginning of this interview, I, I was, I wasn't going to say whatever I said. And like I, I was like, okay, we you know we'll just begin with the interview. Have like a formal, you know, question and answer. Although I know that you had a different expectation in mine. and but I was like, okay, we'll have like a formal interview session. We we'll get done with this. I'm scared. But as soon as I saw you, I was like, hi, sister. <laughs> you know, I had this kind of a vibe. Even though we're like so far away and we're not even connected in person. So I personally feel like I, I don't know, I. Although yes, that, that dressing bitch face does come in the videos, but when it when it's like in person, I feel like you're such an... Like I would never think that you were shy of, you know, contacting anybody or, you know, like I would just be like if...
1: I'm morbidly shy. I have crippling uh, shyness. And also in, in videos, I think like even though people think that that is how I am, I'm not. I'm still playing a character in my videos because I'm not talking the way I talk in my videos, right? And... But I can talk like, but I'm not. That's not how I am. <laughs> right? So, you know, um, it's very, very different from, uh, like, I think even in my videos, even if I'm not saying that this was a character or on, on, I'm, I'm not giving it a name, I still play a character in my
0: movie reviews. You know, speaking of movie reviews, I have like a confession to make. I have never, never in my entire life watched Kabhi Kushi Kabhi Gum. I swear on God. I have never watched that movie. And my friends are forcing me to do that. I don't know if I should. Should I? Should I watch that you movie? You should. You
1: should. It's one of those films that you just need to experience.
0: I haven't even watched Dilwale Dulhanya Le Jayenge.
1: No, that's... I mean, that's okay. I think K3G, you should experience K3G. For sure. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. K3G should be experienced. K3G should be experienced. DDLJ is fine. It's like, I honestly, personally, politically don't agree with a lot of things that DDLJ stands for. So, I'm just going to let that one slide. I think Anand and Biswa did a brilliant review of DDLJ. I really
0: like this one. Actually, you know, I am um, scared of these, um, I don't know what kind of movies they are called, Old Generation or whatever, but um, I'm actually scared. I watched this one movie, I forgot the name, where... Um, it, Renuka falls down the stairs and she gets hurt on her head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember yeah. the name of Mama, the movie. Yes, I watched that movie yeah. and I was scarred. I was just emotionally yeah. scarred as a child. I was like, oh yeah. my god, what if yeah. something like this happens to my family? What am I gonna do? And after that, I have never, I have not watched Kal Ho Na uh-huh. Ho. I have not watched KG3. I have not watched Dilwale Dulhanya Jayenge. I'm just genuinely scared of no, these movies. No, but KG3 is
1: a very like time pass feel good film. I please, Please tell me very
0: nobody very dies very in that. Please tell me nobody ha. dies in that. Nobody dies in that, no? Because I'm scared. No,
1: no, no one dies. No one. Dies. I think so. Does any dadi die? Dadi doesn't die. Dadi dies in DDSG. No, dadi. Yeah, I think. No, no, no. Dadi dies in K3G. She does. But oh it's my. fine. as dadi. We are just family together after. Oh, shit. I can't to get? Are we going to get sued? Are we going to get, get sued after that? Are we gonna See, get that <laughs> That, what what do you call it? What do you call like a... Just one... Sacrifice one thing to get like a bigger whatever. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because daddy is like... This is the last thing I want to achieve before I die. And then the, like daddy dies and then the family comes together. So it's...
0: Uh, I don't know what it's called. It's like some economic term. I, I'm not getting. Wow. So um, do you watch movies in... Okay, this is like a very random question but um since i'm not ki- i'm not a movie theater kind of person do you watch your movies in theaters or do you just like watch them oh, i'm not
1: watching films in the theater i
0: feel that films are more of a
1: theater i hate watching films on my laptop i absolutely hate it i think it's like the biggest crime of the century that you watch a good theater film in on a laptop if it's something that's not aesthetically pleasing or it's just you're watching it for the story that's fine but i really prefer to because I feel, I I believe in the cinematic experience. There are things that are made for you to go sit in a cinema with an audience and watch. Things like Jojo Rabbit or Parasite or 1917 or Three. You can't watch alone. You can't watch on a laptop. You it is an experience. So By the way, I, I watched Three on a laptop.
0: Sorry. I watched Three on laptop. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry if you knew this earlier. I'm pretty sure you would have never done this interview so
1: no, I would have done it fifteen minutes earlier, so I could scold you for fifteen minutes.
0: So you can 15. do that after this interview. You can scold me for anything. You're like my big sister, dude. Um, so you know the last movie I watched in movie theater was Partner. Partner. That was what. Two thousand and five,
1: six.
0: No, after that I watched Chennai Express, but yeah, that's about it. And then I watched. But when was Partner released? I felt
1: that, like I think it was long ago.
0: 2006 or 7 I remember I was a kid with these two ponytails with my cousins like long hair and then we were all dancing on sony then Nakre after we after we came out of the theaters so I remember because of that now after that I think I watched Chennai Express but that's about it after that I've not been to a theater like I've not like I don't watch movies like I'm a film student but I don't watch movies I don't know why. But uh, uh,
1: tell me this, it also, I think it also depends on the kind of like, because in, in the US is what I've heard, it's so ex- expensive to go to the theatre, hmm. or, or the UK that to buy a ticket and then buy popcorn and just go and watch it. It's just like a very expensive feat. So a lot of people cannot afford to do that. Like in India, the tickets are very, very cheap. Mm. Now, of course, like if you go to like a multiplex, it's become expensive. But like a Getty Galaxy, if you go there, you can get a ticket for 120
0: bucks, which is like absolutely nothing. Yeah. It it is Whoa. expensive, but it's it's not like it's not expensive. But I had this preconceived notion in my mind that and and surprisingly, even my family, that if I'm going for a movie and it's not with my family, it's probably because I'm going on a date. And like And like I'm not going on a date, even if I'm taking myself out. No,
1: I'm... that's, I completely, uh, you're 20, right? Yeah, uh, I think till I was like 18, my parents were very, very uncomfortable because I was, uh, I'm I'm the youngest child and my, I'm a brat. So My parents were like just very, very afraid for me for a long time for some reason. And I, I was in a girl's school all my life and my parents were very, very protective. So I think at least till I was 18 years old, they were not okay with me just going out with my friends alone without like any adult accompanying us or um, to go to the movies with at least till I was in 10th grade which was when I was 16-17 they were completely I I didn't stay over at my friend's house till I was 17 or 18 that's when I started staying over at people's houses. So I completely understand
0: that. Yeah, so, like, I then, you know, uh, because of this preconceived notion, I've never, like, I've been, I I would go around the theatre, I would go to restaurants around the theatre, but I would never enter a theatre, theater unless it's my family, <laughs> of course. And <clears throat> it is nice. Well,
1: like, I, I, I mean, it's not easy, but I, I've just started watching movies alone. It's just started this year. But I enjoy it just as much as going with
0: other people. Really, it's fun. I, I should, Maybe someday. Um, so... As a movie review, as a movie critic, if I would, if I were to say, which movie I, is? I
1: can't call myself a cricket, but yeah, cr- cricket. Did I say cricket? <laughs> <laughs> I You're so cricket.
0: adorable. Please delete it. <coughs>
1: delete this entire chat. Um, no. as, um, I don't, I don't think I would call myself a critic. As a reviewer, though, yeah.
0: So, which movie is your favorite? Any, any movie that is like has your heart. Or maybe a, a small piece of your The
1: thing heart. is, I have these phases. I, I, because of, I think, it, it's because of my attention span, I there are very few films that I really, really love and that I can watch. One is, okay, I can watch um, Andaz Apna Apna any given day. I like, it's mean. just one of, one of the films that I can watch and laugh at just the same as I laughed at it, uh, when I, as I laughed when I first saw it. Uh, but yeah, my favorites like I it keeps changing. So I go through these phases where uh, where my books change the like my wa- entire wardrobe changes on the basis of how I'm feeling. So for a year I'm gonna wear a certain type of clothes and I'm only gonna wear a certain type of clothes. Wow. And then the next year I'm just gonna completely like and my friends are just like, what the hell is ha- what is happening with you and your personality? so uh my current favourite, so uh, i'm just obsessed with three um i really really love jojo rabbit uh then there's this film uh called uh it's it's a french film so i'm really bad at pronunciations in french but it's called uh, le invisible so it's a french indie film okay then uh, there's this film called Four Months, Three Weeks, and Two Days. I think it's a Polish film. Okay. I think it's Four Months, Three Weeks, and Two Days. It's about. It's not po- It's a Romanian film, I think, or a Polish. I'm not sure. Um. So yeah, my favorites also keep changing, man
0: um speaking of your wardrobe i love your fashion sense i know i'm 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 telling you i'm going through this fangirl phase right now and i'm trying my best to like suppress my fangirl feelings and i love your dressing sense i love the way you ca- and you know there is also one thing about dressing up and the and the other thing is about carrying yourself you know i love your fashion sense in general but one thing that stands out really particular to me is your hair Okay. I love your hairstyle. Um, Was it like this all your life or were you also that one of those kids who were compelled to have long hair and then, you know, you were like, no, I'm not gonna do this anymore. Uh, So, uh, I think
1: till when when I was a child, I don't think anyone cared about my hair. It was just whatever the barber would do with his scissors. Um, Then at (laughs) one point, I had really long hair. I and uh, then I, I really, really want to cut my hair, but because my mom thought that that looked really nice, she would just sort of like convince me to not cut it short, or she would tell, don't she would bribe the barber to not cut it short. So I thought I was getting like a short haircut, and then I would see it in the mirror, and I was like, what the fuck, mom? Like, what the hell? And uh, then. I guess like in ninth grade or whatever I started doing what I wanted and I cut my hair but I think at least till 12th grade I still had like longish, conventionally longer hair. Um, Coming to Bombay I was like okay nobody knows me here, nobody knows what I look like, nobody knows who I am or how I have been in the past. So I just got a pixie cut. I think the first day or second day I came to Bombay and I got a pixie cut.
0: Yes. And ever
1: since then, I for the next three years, I just experimented with all types of short hair because I was like, I don't want to regret like having short hair. So while I have short hair, I'm gonna uh, get every possible style that I can dream of and that my stylist can think of. So, both of us would sit and be like, nah, this one is nice. This one, this
0: hair is my hair. So, how was that so, feeling for like, you know, getting like such a different hairstyle for the first time ever? Like, how did that feel? That that moment? Do you remember? Do you remember the euphoria and the, and the rush? How it felt like... Because I... I'm, I'm a
1: very... Uh, I'm someone that... I'm very spontaneous when it comes to these things because I know that the moment I think for longer than a second about it or that I sleep on it, I'm not going to get it done. So the two tattoos that I have, the piercings that I've got, uh, the haircuts and everything, it's just been like a very spur of the moment decision so that I don't regret it. I mean, even if I do regret it later, I can't do anything
0: about it. Wow. I just love your fashion sense. And I'm probably going to fangirl over this for the rest of my life, but uh, we're going to cut that down here. Okay, so we're going to move a little bit towards content creation again. Um, So I've noticed and I myself do that a lot of like I know that you know when you do your videos and stuff you have you are in a character right whether it is movie reviews or just ranting about anything that any topic that you're talking about but do you see yourself transforming into some sort of a fictional character that also becomes your identity for example you know releasing has mom and dad you know but anything like that that you would have had somewhere deep down in your mind do you see something like that happening with you now or in the coming future?
1: I've been thinking about it, to be honest, because um, character is one way to sort of establish a very, very specific and certain brand. I agree. Because then in the future, a lot of brands will also associate uh, you with that character. That's true. So if you see Lily Singh, if you see Just Rain, if you see Mostly Sane, or you see like most content creators, they have these set cat. Okay, my dog is about to bark. If he barks, I'm so sorry. That's no, okay. That's-, that's
0: That's 100% okay.
1: So, I can just see him want... I, I can see that he wants to do it. I
0: just know it. Say hi to him from my side. Hi! What's his name? His name is Leon and he's
1: just woken up. He's very sleepy. Aww. so He's cute. like a big baby. Not in a nice way. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I uh, think that... But also, the problem is that because there are so many creators with so many memorable characters. Like, you have Mallika Dua and you have... Um, uh, makeup by Malik Malik and you have a struggling actor Vicky uh, so these things and uh, these things are so memorable and these things are so unique that I also feel that until and unless I have some some character that really sticks with me because if I forget about it or if, if, if it sort of, uh, sort of skips my mind and one day then it's not a memorable character even for me much less for my audience so if it's something that really sticks with me and I think that okay this is something that I've been thinking about for a long time and this is something that seems interesting enough for me to develop until until that happens i don't want to sort of put any random thing
0: out there okay so and um as a content creator you know you've got like now you've got an audience um and you've got a fan Hi. Um, so, uh, and I, and honestly, like, I'm not sugarcoating, but I personally see you as a sensation in the coming, you know, um, months and years. I've already mentioned this before. Hi. I'm still so fine, really. Um, it's, it's not just, yeah. a, it, I'm not, you know, it's not about the fact that we're doing this collaboration. It's just the fact that I, I see, you know, there are some YouTubers when you see them and when you view their content, you just know it. You just know it that they're going to make it big. And I think that you're one of them. Um and I hope that you become big, really big. Um, please give me an autograph. Um, so I hope you didn't hear that. Um, but um so how do you deal with threats and creeps, you know? Because honestly, okay, I shouldn't be saying this, but like as as, as an Indian creator, you know, you tend to come across such things more than you know um, and I have been freaking out over it because that hasn't happened to me yet but I'm just genuinely scared you know so how do you how have you experienced something like this have you had any wild encounters and if yes how have you dealt with them and how do you deal with such things in general? Not in
1: person but I had a very scary experience a few years ago um I think this was maybe two two to three years ago there was this viral song that came out and it was a very, very vile song. And I remember thinking, what the fuck is this? And I made a video about it. And because that song was trending, and uh, that song was trending and sort of like my video picked up and it attracted like a wave of misogynists and trolls and like, and till I was getting hate, that was completely fine. But I saw that I was also getting like death and rape threats in the comments. Mm-hmm. And I, and that began to get a little scary because I'm just like, okay, we all live in India and it's not like I'm some sort of like anonymous figure. My face is on the internet, mm-hmm. right? And everyone has an internet footprint. Everyone can sort of be traced if someone is really, really adamant, they can trace anyone. Mm-hmm. And... Um, And then after that, some people sort of, like, I think some people managed to find my office address or something like that. Oh, no. And then, uh, like, uh, some people took my images and they morphed those images. And I was just, like, that was a very, very, like, distressing and just like I was traumatized because that was happening to me for the first time and just because I put my opinion out there and I feel that for women it is so much worse no matter what you say no matter what you believe in it is so much worse because we can be threatened sexually physically emotionally mentally like we can be harassed in so many more ways right and um, and um, I'm not saying that men are no, no, not uh, not obviously it's not that it can't happen to men but it happens so much more to women Mm, because of the ratio and because of like the circumstances right so um after that I think I stopped creating content for four to five months after that because that was so scarring and the only thing that I learned from that is one thing that I want to as much as I can I want to stay away from trends because the danger with trends is that it not only gets you an audience, but it gets you the wrong kind of audience. It gets you the audience that you don't want because it gets you that audience that is uh, A, very temporary in nature, B, does not give a shit about what you have to say, and C, will just act on the instincts. And that is the kind of audience that you don't want on your channel. Um, and this is something I'm still struggling with now because, with like, I think in the past four or five months, my audience has dramatically increased. Hmm. And uh, although it has got me a lot of great consumers and great viewers who genuinely appreciate my content and who sort of whose thought process matches with mine, that we wa- are wavelength match, there's a lot of obviously a lot of misogynists also That's out true. there that I see on my account. And that is still honestly like hate is something that you can never de- truly deal with. Like no matter how much you say that you ignore it, your brain will always. Like, my brain will not focus on those 200 comments that are encouraging and that are appreciative, but that one comment that is calling me a slut or, like, calling me a bitch. Mm. So, I think that... As long as we can sort of, like, look at the amount of love and the amount of appreciation uh, we are getting, and hopefully it's enough to trump the hate. And that's what I can hope for as a creator, that the amount of love I'm getting and the amount of appreciation I'm getting... uh, Trumps the hate that I'm
0: I'm getting. One hundred percent. I'm pretty sure that you've got like a lot of lovers than you know people. And honestly, like, okay, I I heard this interview somewhere where you know uh, this famous uh, personality said that you know when somebody hates you, you know deal with them with with compassion, because they are so miserable in their lives that they are actually taking the time out to hate somebody. You know. So and I think that really stuck with me but so far you know uh god bless i have not really ha- had hate but my audience is very like stagnant so it's not hasn't you know, grown yet so a lot yet, of people so.
1: like um so there are two types of people right mm. one are one one type is that one is that is just blatantly hating me for no reason like mm. they just they just say this, who think that okay because i am up to no good i have no, nothing going on in my life i can't I like ruin the life of someone who's just trying to be constructive mm. Uh, the other type is that the the type that doesn't agree with my views so I think the type that doesn't agree with my views I still can deal with more compassionately because I'm like okay even if you you don't agree with my views at least you're taking the time out to tell me what you don't like and that I can Mm. still appreciate no matter how much it displeases me that's true so as long as you're putting it in a polite way as long as you're telling me that like okay this is what I don't like about you whatever and that is the like as for a content creator if you don't if you can't see criticism then like you mm. can't really see what you're doing wrong, you can't really progress, even if you don't agree with it. Like, mm. I may not agree with what they have to say and I may have, like, points to defend myself. Uh, but I, I don't think, like, I can show compassion to people who are just mindlessly hating. Mm, I'm true. just not, I'm, I don't think I'm
0: that
1: nice at all or I can ever be that nice. Like, <laughs> I'm but, just, I'm a very vindictive person. But
0: <laughs> okay, so, um, now, as a content creator, okay, Um okay my mind just stopped going. <laughs> that happens to me a lot of times like I have something to say and I'm just like
1: yeah yeah, tell me about
0: it so um now have you ever have you ever had that you know session with yourself where you have thought how your life would have been if that Indian chick didn't exist or your screenwriting or your journey with film didn't exist did do you have anything I mean have you ever thought about how your life would have actually panned out if it wasn't for this thing working out for you
1: um so I think it's not really sunk in, which is why I have not had the chance to th- think about it that much because it's still I feel that i'm I'm still in the process of building something hmm. even if it is getting recognition, it's still in the process so. I think once I start actually making a livelihood out of it, till till that time, I don't think it's something that I, like if I didn't have this, right? If I didn't have that Indian chick, then I would have found, definite, I know that I would have found another way to tell stories. Hmm. So the medium would have changed, but uh, this passion that I have for telling stories and entertaining people would have still stayed the same and I would have found another way to do it.
0: Okay, so speaking of mediums, Um, a lot of content creators have this kind of a pressure, you know, to put themselves out on more platforms. Do you get me? Like, for example, now you have TikTok also. And that kind of, personally, as a creator, I wasn't on TikTok because my genre of content was different. Like, TikTok is small, funny, quirky videos, and I was more into long skit videos. But, you know, I feel like all of us as content creators have this kind of a pressure to go on new platforms so have you faced something like that or are you currently going through something like that or you know what advice would you have to somebody dealing with something you know like the pressure of being everywhere you know
1: yeah yeah that that, that pressure of being everywhere is there it's also the fact that like because uh, the audience retention is so temporary on the internet that you think that okay if I can't retain an audience here then I should find some so I didn't think of that for the longest time for me YouTube was it Mm -hmm. and it took me actually took me a long time to figure out that I should be powering content on Facebook and Instagram and uh, if I hadn't realized that then I wouldn't have built an audience on Instagram at all Um, but now yeah I do feel that pressure of like being everywhere because people are telling me that a hey, go back to youtube people are like oh hey do tiktok i was mm. like fuck i will do everything but i'm not going to open it that's something that's not why happening i'm sorry
0: why isn't that bad because <sighs> <laughs> i feel bad for hey, creating tiktok now
1: <laughs> no 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 i th- i don't think that my content will fit onto tiktok because mm. i think that tiktok is a creative space because i see i have tiktok and i scroll through it all the time and i mm-hmm. and the kind of Something that I find so heartwarming about TikTok other than the fact that like obviously like there are stupid people everywhere, right? But specifically, specifically people from the LGBT community are getting such yeah. a good platform. Yeah, 100%. To portray their art and to, you know, be comfortable and they're being accepted and it's so, so heartwarming to see that.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with that. Like I've seen people from different walks of life. Getting a platform to express themselves and they don't even need like professional equipments like YouTube, you know, they just shoot yeah. and it's out there. And And the algorithm is so wonderful that it's not just, you know, like how rich are getting richer, you know, that that is not happening. Yeah. Everybody can become viral. Yeah. Anybody can become a sensation and anybody can get That's a chance true. to grow. So I think, you know, in that way, I feel like TikTok has um, really impacted a lot of people's lives. So mm-hmm. before we wrap up, um, I want to ask you two questions. One is um, that Indian chick is now in the process of becoming an established brand. Um, have you thought about its future, or are you still I like I, are you st- in the present of just pre- in the process of building it, or have you thought about what's going, what it's going to look like five years or? a few years down the line. I
1: absolutely have not. I think like, because when I started it, I had thought about it so much and the more, the more things that didn't happen, the more I got disappointed with it and right now, I'm genuinely enjoying the fact that I'm not thinking about it because then I can actually enjoy the process of creating now as opposed to thinking because I did not think I would get like an audience of 11K over the span of a year. Like this was the last thing I was thinking when I started doing something, you know, and what I'm enjoying right now is the fact that I don't I'm not I'm not worrying about who it's reaching. I'm worrying about what am I going, going to gonna do next and how am I gonna uh, make sure that like I can entertain well and I can be funny. So and that is a process I'm really enjoying because as a person I'm a worrier. I worry about everything. I worry about Same. I worry about the kind of audience I will be exposed to, I worry about the kind of feedback I'll get. So the last thing I wanna worry about is where I'm gonna be because um that's that's something
0: that is going to create like a huge uh, like bubble of overthinking different
1: types of, yeah 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 so. okay
0: so before we wrap up um, do you have any words of wisdom for people like me people like small creators like like me who is you know sort of just I mean I'm just starting out I I ha- it hasn't even been like three years since I've started making content so do you have any words of advice or anything that we should hold on to as content creators
1: Um, don't put all your eggs in one basket. If I had done that, then I would still probably um, be on YouTube, be miserable. Not, I wouldn't have uh, sort of like studied filmmaking, figured out that I love films. I wouldn't have surrounded myself with all sorts of different people. And I think like the more that, the more you allow yourself to explore life, because you're still very young, right? You're 20 years old. The amount of people that you can surround yourself with, not just off internet, but on internet. Don't just surround yourself with people whose ideas resonate with yours. Surround yourself with people like who may be like great, uh, great at science, who may be like great science content creators, who may be great artists. So that that way you will build a network of people to not just learn from or draw from, but to support you as well and holistically support you. Not just from one point of view that okay, you're into comedy, I'm into comedy. Let's support each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that. Um, I, I think like this is something that I realized quite late was that um, find your voice. find what you Once you know what you want to say and once you know what you really really feel passionate about you will figure out how to say it and you will figure out like where to say it and what to do. But it is very very important to find your voice because without that without that voice that people will associate with you um, whatever content
0: you create will always be tempting. Okay, so with this, um, we're gonna wrap up our podcast. Uh, please don't call. But like, we're gonna wrap up our podcast. Um, thank you so much for actually taking out your time. Okay, I, I, I. this, man. I really,
1: really
0: had a lot of fun. Like, I hope you had fun, cause I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna be overthinking about I'm gonna be did. overthinking. I'm gonna be asking you this constantly for the next I don't know how many months. Okay, did you have fun in our first interview? Did you, did you, did you? You know, that's just um, but I um thank you so much. Um, not just for being on this podcast, but on behalf of everybody who you've inspired. I mean, I luckily luckily thank the heavens that got, I got a chance to speak to you. But for those who haven't got that chance yet, I, you know, I'm pretty sure there are so many people out there who are getting inspired by the content they consume from you. So thank you so much on behalf of everybody. Um, we love your smile. You know, keep smiling. Um, uh, and that means a lot thanks for the kind words man
1: it's it's so surreal to hear that because I'm just not used to it. I don't think I'll ever get used to getting compliments
0: like um, I that's
1: very sweet of you and that's very kind of you like
0: genuinely some people touch my heart and it's like the thing is as a content creator I consume a lot of content so I I, I consume a lot of YouTubers but you know there are very few people who have actually touched me in a lot of ways and one of them is you Um, I also love Tanmay Bhat Tanmay Bhat AIB my favorite they're my favorite as well um so yeah thank you for inspiring me thank you for uh, i will never fail to say this i'm gonna keep saying this for the rest of my life um so thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you and um, yeah thank you for your time and um yeah with this way i'm going i'm gonna wrap up today's podcast and yes. um, yeah that's it thank you for listening everybody um if you like to this podcast don't forget to follow that indian chick i'm gonna link it down below and if you like me you know follow kardena um so yeah definitely follow 100 percent. so no. No. um bye guys have a nice day take care